Well, hi there, Dr. Kirk here, Pastors Positive Mental Health, and I uh, just want to check in with you a little bit. I was listening to a podcast the other day about the abuse of the bul- of the pulpit, pastors who are abusive from their pulpit. There's been a lot of, of me- attention to pastors who have abused their power, and, and sometimes that's just because the nature of uh, followers and those who are looking for leaders they allow things to happen and that they would otherwise look uh, maybe in in other times be offended by uh, you look at the fact that sometimes leaders because of the fruit of their ministry uh, people don't want to question how they act outside of the pulpit and and even from the pulpit they're demanding things from people but what's interesting to me is there's a flip side to this as well and and most of the pastors are not uh, these power hungry uh, y- you know mongers who who want to be authoritarian over their congregations and what I find is interesting is I see uh, through my work there's also the flip side of that where congregations abuse their pastor and I would say I, my guess is that that's more common um, and it's just uh, that doesn't get as much attention because high-profile pastors uh, get uh, the attention and and then there's expectations and so I think some of the challenges that we have are the expectations of the pastor and the false idea uh, from the congregation that pastors are supposed to meet their every need and so I find in my research and in my work and in my experience uh, many times pastors are run out by congregations and so you have the ones that are domineering where they run all church members out and the pastors uses his pulpit to to be authoritative and 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 then you have the other hand where the the pastor has no authority because the church holds all the cards and in fact I, I served with the pastor years ago that was afraid to preach on certain things for fear of retribution from the congregation and even fear of loss of his job and so we have the balance here and so again my work is always about how we are to gather together and we are part of the body of Christ and one of the, the texts I want to look at a few things in the Bible today to kind of talk about that so Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 through 16 and he that is God, the Holy Spirit, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Now that work of the ministry is the proclamation of the gospel for building up the body of Christ until we all, all, that's including the pastors, the prophets, the evangelists, and the shepherds, and the teachers, until we all uh, attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love you see our chief shepherd is jesus christ he is the head of the church 
a it's not the pastor. Now the pastor has been given a, a task and been equipped by the Holy Spirit to join the body of Christ together and play his part to raise up people who are mature, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And and Romans 12 kind of talks about this. We won't go into great detail, but uh, starting in verse 4 says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith. If service and are serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. And so there's two fat sides of this, right? The pastor needs to understand he is not every member of the body. He does not have every gifting uh, that is in body. And the, and the church members need to realize the pastor can't do everything on their own. That we're all part of this body. When one body part suffers, the whole body suffers. And I remember I've had a few knee, well, four knee surgeries and shoulder surgery and, and back surgery. And when those things aren't working right, the rest of the body has to compensate for it. So we need to understand that that everybody in the body is important. And the pastor's role, though though more public than other people's, is still as, as important as all the other parts of the body as we're functioning together. And so we need to understand as, as congregations that pastors, you, that, that, that pastors are important and we need to take care of pastors. This doesn't mean that, that they just roll over and, and do anything that the pastor wants. But what this, this does mean is we want our pastor to be healthy so that he can minister rightly so that people who have gifts in the church can can show them can use them can provide them for the building up of the body of Christ and the proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ in 1 Corinthians 12 um, it tells us beginning at 27 now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it and God has appointed in the church first apostles second prophets third teachers then miracles then gifts of healing helping administering in various kinds of tongues are all apostles are all prophets are all teachers do all work miracles do all possess gifts of healing do all speak with tongues do all interpret but earnestly desire the higher gifts and I will show you still a more excellent way and then we know that first Corinthians 13 is all about love the greatest thing is love and we know that God is love and we love him because he first loved us and now we can love one another as Romans 12 says outdo one another in brotherly love and so we see this that we have this working together and so pastors you are dependent upon your congregation don't forget that look for ways to encourage them look for ways to to help them understand what their gifts is call out their gifting when they compliment you or they thank you tell them how encouraging that is and and how they they blessed you with that when someone does work that seems unnoticed thank them for it and tell them that if you're a church member don't be afraid to go to the pastor and share with him how he's blessed you. It's not an uncomfortable thing. We're working together. As a body works together, we want the body to be whole. We want it to be fit. We want it to be able to withstand the trials and the tribulations that come. And so though there are high profile pastors who get, who kind of make the whole pastor uh, profession look poorly, um, 
I want us to be encouraged that pastors sometimes are not that way. In fact, most of the time they're not that way. But I think some of the resistance to the work that I've done, I'll just be honest with you, is that people have this idea that pastors are above the congregation. Um, And I've had these conversations with people, well, my pastor acted this way and they acted this way. And my comment was, well, that might be true, but why? Why do they act certain ways? Why do they show retribution? Why do they not listen? Why do they feel isolated? Why do they, they seem to be angry? Or why, why do they not seem to have empathy? And, and some of it is maybe it's just not the right profession for them. I don't want to discount that. But at the same time, what has happened with congregations where a pastor has become isolated, where he, he experiences a lack of personal accomplishment, where he's moving down that path of burnout, right? He, he no longer, ha- he has depersonalized right? He doesn't know who he is anymore. He doesn't feel like he can connect with people. And so therefore, he, here he is thinking he can't do anything anymore. And so he retreats into himself and lashes out like a wounded dog would. And so I just want us to be encouraged. Pastors, don't lord over authority. You're just another piece of the body doing your part. And when you do it that way, you can encourage others to say, hey, I need you to do your part too. So let's work together. Let's build up the body in love. So I pray this blesses you. If you like this, or if you have any questions, please reach out to me. I, I think those few that have shared the podcast, I would encourage you and ask you to continue to share it, um, get exposure if you think it's beneficial. Uh, I desire more than anything that churches would be whole and they'd be flourishing because both pastors and congregations are working together for the kingdom of God. Have a wonderful day.